Yeah. What up, y'all? It's your boy. One and only A-Switch. A.K.A. The Deep Throat. Degenerate. A.K.A. Uh, 110-time social distancing champion. A.K.A. The Negro Lip Master, <laughs> bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 66 to be exact. Uh, today's date is July 30th, 2020. Um, those who don't know, uh, this podcast is about gaming, and I talk about just that. Games, games, and more games. Maybe some stuff related to games, but you know. Uh, I say pretty calm week this week. Um, nothing like necessarily astonishing, uh, but still some decent stuff to be uh, look looking forward to and excited about. So. Uh... Let's stop the dilly dallying and get into it. First big, um, big thing happening today, not today, but you know, what? first big thing that happened this week, or I guess technically last week. Last Friday, I think to be exact, was a uh, freaking G four. It's coming back. Um, G four's uh Twitter, as well as some of the related shows that are you know, generally at this point tightly associated with G four, like X Play. Even though X Play started with Tech TV and then merged with G four to be G four Tech TV, I think. And then I think they just went back to uh, just G4 or something like that. But either way, I guess apparently G4 has the rights to X-Play. So, uh, yeah, shows like X-Play, Attack of the Show. um, Those are at least the only notable ones that come to mind. I'm not sure about any of the other ones outside of that, but... Pretty much, it seems like G4 is coming back overall. Uh, They said specifically 2021. Um, But then it's like kind of vague how that's going to work. At least, you know, kind of in today's climate. Well, I mean, when you put it, you put it that way. I mean, games are really flourishing uh, as a whole medium today. Uh, compared to, you know, when G4 premiered back when, like, the wake of game, it was really starting to get big to some extent. So, uh, very curious to see how this is going to play out. Like, is G4 maybe going to go the the uh, YouTube route and, like, just produce content specifically for YouTube? Or they actually are going to go back to network television and, like, you know, have their own channel? Very curious how that's all going to play out. Like, are all 
are all the classic shows going to come back? Like freaking, um, freaking, uh, Judgment Day with, uh, Victor Lewis, uh, Lucas and Tommy Tellerico. Love the kind of, um, Roger and Ebert. Those are the famous, like, movie critics, right? It was kind of like, it felt like Roger and Ebert of video games, which I always appreciated seeing opposing sides of, uh, some games, seeing like very uh, hidden gems and stuff. Always appreciated that television, uh, especially growing up. Um, that only that only solidified my intense desire to uh, to um, get into that. G4TV.com, love that show. It was like a really cool, like really relaxed, open ended, um, yeah, overall laid back. The show about like you know people, uh, more or less, you know, responding to fans and like their impressions and opinions and kind of bouncing off that. But overall, really love the vibe of the show. Apparently, that website is back because uh, I know for that show there was a dedicated forums which I never uh, participated in at least since I wasn't really uh, that technologically literate. Uh, in the in the computer realm, and I guess I never really necessarily had my own computer, had a public computer amongst our family, but um, that is crazy. That's good to hear. G4TV.com likely might be back. Love to see the show of that format in today's climate with, you know, all the waves of controversies and stuff in games and stuff like that. So that that's going to be pretty, pretty awesome to see that come back. I'd say the biggest question is uh, if, if like, are some of these hosts going to come back? Um, like specifically uh, Adam Sessler and, you know, uh, Morgan Webb or Kay Patello back in the like extended play days before extended play was X play. Um, yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how that all is going to play out. Are they going to be new hosts? How are they going to be received? Stuff like that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this is all going to play out. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty dope. I'll, I'll definitely for sure give it a give it a try. Uh, I mean, depending on how it's how it's being set up or is it going to be online only? Cause I mean, to be honest, if for, for that channel, the, the channel to exceed in today's climate, I think internet, internet related television is probably their best bet. Like a la YouTube and, you know, um, using a popular, established video platform, which most gamers utilize anyway. It's very rare you have gamers nowadays that have cable, um, that have cable and watch TV specifically on cable. Um, I would assume more people are cutting the cord and things like that nowadays too. So uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting how they're going to approach my my suspicion is they're going to go the YouTube channel route and, you know, have all their shows, you know, premiere and release kind of in the same similar format. 
as like, you know, back in the day, but now you have the on-demand kind of uh, accessibility convenience of, you know, be able to, you know, if you miss the show one day, you can uh, catch up and stuff like that. That's just, it just makes more sense now in today's climate, I feel. I feel like TV is on its way out at some point. Maybe it's probably going to be a long time from now, but I don't know. I think on demand is the way to go now uh, just for people's lives and commitments and things like that. So all in all, looking very much forward to it. Just a lot of questions that I'm curious to see uh, how they answer, but I assume we'll probably get some get some triplets of uh, news and stuff here and there um, as uh, as we get closer to the supposed 2021 these state so yeah moving on Let's see where at trying to do time time codes i actually remember actually remember this episode so hopefully i can keep on track enough yeah um that was one thing too um I guess we could say that. No, we could, we could say real quick. Uh, YouTube has this cool feature where they recently had it within a few months that you can, um, you can basically uh, do chapters where you can like you know, basically segment the YouTube video where it has the timeline. Where normally it's just a standard timeline, but now it's broken up by what you name the, the chapters, but. I've been messing around with it. I personally couldn't get it to work, but I guess maybe I'm assuming it's because I'm too small of a person, <laughs> not in reality, but in uh, in the internet space that I think they only reserve it for bigger YouTube people, um, which is unfortunate. I think just for over anybody that wants to skim and, you know, try to get the information they need, it'd be more helpful that way, but it is what it is. Sorry to deviate, but thought that was somewhat relevant as I'm why I'm trying to do time codes if it ever works. So technically I may be doing it for nothing, but whatever. I'll, I'll at least put the effort in to say I did it, you know, to say I did it. Um, yeah, so Nintendo source code leaked. So apparently a lot, a huge ass data leak uh, from Nintendo, uh, uh, straight up leaked, like straight up source code, which I believe is like, um, uh, I'm, I'm maybe a little rusty in terms of that knowledge, but I think this is essentially how, or at least is the foundation for how you can create content or more or less port games that were on previous consoles to like current gen consoles, which a lot of people were, you know, uh hoping and you know aspiring for having like uh 64 games being ported to switch and stuff like that um source code is definitely the kind of the first step foundation that you normally need to uh do that if you're if you're not like just start from scratch and trying to emulate that way which is more of a pain and more time consuming it to my knowledge again i am not I'm not a game developer. I guess I took classes, a couple classes back in college, but nowhere near to the advanced knowledge that, you know, actual game developers may have in terms of 
the development process of developing games for, uh, you know, today, I guess, you know, so, but it was interesting. A lot of, of, of particular aspects that people were digging in. And like uh, one of the, I guess, notable ones is uh, Luigi actually being included in Mario 64, uh, where I guess that's kind of been a long, long going myth uh, that he uh, was supposedly in the game somehow. Uh, I think the only way was through cheat devices, I believe. Uh, but of course he was in, I think, the DS version of um, of 64. Uh, but, you know, that's a port and, you know, where they can add that. But apparently he was in the source code and they found him uh, in the game. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, I think there was some Zelda stuff where it's just like a lot of unused assets, just cool, thought provoking things like for very nerdy gaming people like us would, you know, find interest in, which I personally do just. Um, you know, I'm big on uh, did you know gaming, which they seem to always specialize in, like you know, assets that would that would have been used for the game but aren't uh, or didn't, or in some way, shape, or form, uh, various models that weren't necessarily implemented, stuff like that. Um, yeah, man, yeah, I'm just looking through all of this, and it's a lot, it's a lot that got leaked. Um, so I think what this also means is that people could technically reverse engineer ports and like, you know, make uh, the Zelda, the Zelda we want, uh, or, you know, the 64 Zelda in, um, in HD now and things like that. So it's kind of a gift and a curse where it's like, it's good for that, but bad, you know, where Nintendo would definitely be cracking down and things like that. But um, overall, it's just some interesting stuff like this weird thing with a a GameCube controller, but it's apparently a Wii Mote prototype where it has this weird camera attached to it, which is pretty fascinating just to see kind of the origins of, of this. And I think like it was one with, uh, oh yeah, like deformed Yoshi, uh, I think for super mario world where he just looks totally different and like off but again <laughs> started catching on to be a meme and stuff all in all pretty pretty interesting stuff and it seems like people are just digging in and finding more and more stuff each day that is a uh, pretty pretty relevant but all in all um pretty fascinating i have to say even as somebody that's not a huge nintendo fan um just just, just seeing like I mean, I guess I'm weird like that, but I, I do like finding out and seeing some of developers' intentions or initial, I guess, brainstorming, uh, uh, you know, um, aspects, um, which this was a lot. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Nintendo crack a down. <laughs> I feel like at this point, uh, considering how tight they are with, um, you know, cracking down in general, like they must have like some like hidden undercover task force that like is <laughs> like secret agents, like they could take people out 
like <laughs> they're probably trying to find this this person that uh leaked leaked all this uh all of these sources and like you know hey <laughs> i'm just yeah they like got black suits but they got like nintendo branding <laughs> they got uh <laughs> they got the nintendo zapper as gun <laughs> they got super scope just in case stuff gets gets a little extra uh oh man that's that's funny oh man <laughs> I, I i feel I'm, I'm really joking but i feel like Oh man, that, that that could be a possibility. They got like a straight up task force that uh does covert ops and uh by any means necessary text Nintendo's name. Uh I'd love to see that story. Nintendo make make that game. Kinda like go over our eyes with it, but you know, for people that are woke per se, uh it's like, oh, we know what's going on here. Um, on that note, uh, moving on, um, moving on. Sorry, I am trying to keep track of my time codes and I do it this episode. Um, Series X, Xbox Series X, which we still have no price on. And let's 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 get on that tangent real quick. I, I probably should have said that at the start of the show. It's what we're almost about to go into August. Almost what three four months before the consoles come out. Still no damn prices on these damn consoles. Somebody needs to give up and 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 reveal the price so they could get undercut by the other. All right, PlayStation, you 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 got it. Just just go ahead and stick to your guns and. Show it, just show it, all right? Just show it, just show it, please. Um. Anyway, uh, Xbox Series X. Um, apparently, there's a white controller being leaked online, where it looks legitimately like a, a Series X controller, but white. So that's leading a lot of people to believe that. One is probably a white edition of the Xbox um, Series X or uh, the white version could possibly be like the Xbox uh, Series S or the code name Lockhart, which is supposed to be the lower grade or uh, lower tiered Xbox console that isn't as powerful as the Series X. But I guess technically, now that we know, I think a couple episodes ago that this might potentially be. Uh, well, yeah, this definitely would be replacing the, the Xbox One X if it is uh, true. Um, so pretty cool overall. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not the I, I like white, but if I had the option, I'd choose black because I just like black. And then it, you know, blends in with, you know, when it's dark, you know, I don't know. But if I didn't have a choice, white is fine, you know, so. Um, interesting stuff. I guess, yeah, the biggest thing is just like as to this might be revealing more console skews, which is probably the more interesting aspect of this. But all in all, it does look cool white, but I don't know. It's just white. It just, you know, you sometimes you get gunk on it and it's way more visible than uh, black, even though you should be cleaning your controls anyway. But you know, 
people know. You know, people know. Uh, that's really all it is to that. So, moving on. Um, so, Street Fighter Five. Uh, they did well. <laughs> announcement to an announcement. Um, they are announcing that there is going to be a summer update, which is going to be August fifth, which I believe is next Tuesday, Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, where I'm pretty certain, I mean, just going on a, it's going on a, on a ledge here, uh, that, uh, some characters are going to get revealed. Just going on a limb, gonna take a risk. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they, at least on their Twitter, they said, uh, Street Fighter V Summer Update is coming your way. Join us and some special guests on August 5th for the future of Street Fighter V Champion Edition, including Season 5 character reveals, eSport news, eSports news, and more. So, there you have it. There it is. There it is. Um... But I guess kind of piggybacking off that, um, even a bigger rev- revelation fighting game wise, which is pretty damn interesting in terms of the potential prospect, is um, this uh, Japanese event called the Fighting Game Roundtable, where it freaking entails like a lot of fighting game uh, uh, companies and developers. Uh, including Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, Guilty Gear Strive, Fighting EX Lair, and um, uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, they all confirm that they're going to be at this event, um, which I think uh, a lot of people have led to the suspicion of potentially we might get a rollback netcode universally rolled out like as a standard for fighting games, which would be great since, you know, it's always been a consistent issue with fighting games. Um, A lot of them are flawed by this. And especially now we don't even know like what, how much of a travesty uh, like Evo online would have been, uh, you know, before it was canceled. Um, So yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, because Evo is canceled, a lot of these announcements that uh, I'm pretty sure were going to be saved for Evo actually might be all just grouped up in this, uh, you know, uh, group scream, group scream, group stream of uh, all these developed fighting game developers uh, showing the new content coming out for the game. So, um, yeah, man, I, 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 I definitely hope that we do get a, um, we do get rollback netco universally pushed out uh since i know um uh issue for specifically japanese uh fighting game developers is implementing netcode uh that accommodates everybody like from far distances i believe like some of the the older netcode and um or at least the netcode they they always been sticking to 
always seem to be to accommodate Japan specifically. And anybody outside of that is not really that great because of uh, the net code being more accommodating to people with uh, within close proximity of each other, but doesn't necessarily um, scale for distance, which um, not to get into all the dynamics and semantics and what have you, but that's generally the, the impression I've got from like, you know, Maximilian and um, there was a good as um, good ass explanation from this one guy. I think he was the developer of Skullgirls where he talked about a net code for, for fighting games in depth, how most people do it and how a uh, rollback net code actually is better uh, for, you know, wide, widespread environment and in general, you know, as, as net code. So um, that's definitely what I would like most. I know that's, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm the best fighting game player ever, whatever. Um, but I, I, I can say that I think for anybody can really attest to it, playing fighting games and having horrible net code always is like a killer for fighting the game. I feel uh, for like, for me personally. So like, let's say I want to, I, I get a, get a fighting game, which I generally do, even though I know, like I'll get a fighting game. I'll play it for a bit, get my ass whipped, get discouraged and stop playing. Um, but I think one factor that would have helped me generally is playing fighting games and they're actually being good net code for the most part. Um, and overall, just making it more playable, giving you more looks for, you know, people and, you know, overall expanding your ability skill, you know, which I think uh, some of this older net code definitely restricts you from. I mean, looking real hard at you, Smash Brothers, I'm just saying, man, I'd be playing the hell out of that game if the netcode was good. Uh, that's probably the only game I could think of that I really would play hard if netcode was really good. So, I mean, who knows? Bandai Namco is confirmed to be there. Sakurai technically, I believe, is somewhat with Bandai Namco developing Smash. So possibly, maybe, that could be a possibility. And maybe, you know, just a surprise out of uh, from out of nowhere, take the show and, you know, that'd be pretty dope. Also, I've said it before, I mean, Kiryu for Tekken, saying, uh, I think the odds are very high now, especially uh, Japan, where uh, when this event, this event takes it takes place in Japan, where this uh yakuza is like the most one of the most popular uh established um ips out there so it would make total sense if here here you got announced for tekken and tekken is going to be confirmed to be there um at this event so um i'm looking very much forward to this uh i, I know some guilty gear characters are going to be announced um i'm not sure what street fighter 5 is going to do considering that they said they have an event on August 5th and this event takes, takes place uh, this Saturday, August 1st. Um, yeah. So 
going to be weird uh, to see. They'll probably do maybe some brief teaser and then maybe give you the full thing on August 5th or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, all in all, pretty cool. I'm definitely all for this. Uh, you know, unfortunate, all the stuff that happened at Evo that totally, you know, took it away from a lot of people that were, you know, training and, uh, you know, wanting to compete. But uh, I think this is a pretty, pretty decent consolation, if anything, to kind of somewhat redeem this uh, atrocious, atrocious, if I could say it, atrocious trash ass year. That's been 2020 so far that uh, I don't think anybody's seen. So uh, all in all, good stuff. Uh, next topic of discussion is uh, Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons, a new update. I think uh, drop, dropped dropped. Um, sometime this week which um I, I i got to dabble a little bit of it which i guess i'll talk talk about towards the end but um some pretty decent updates i hear i hear one of the most notable i guess with some people i think according to kotaku is <laughs> that you can trip in the game now so i mean for people that's like ah uh, this game is not great. I mean, I can't trip. Uh, what can I do with this game? Trash. <laughs> I can't trip in this game. Hate it. Ah, fuck this game. I, I, can't, I hate ah. this game. You, you can't have a perfect game without tripping. I don't know. Some people out there, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, have no fear. Your uh, fears are no longer here. Yeah, so um, that's one, I guess, supposed aspect. I think uh, Fireworks, they, they had a video trailer about it. Fireworks, uh, I think you can also now um, upload your island to the cloud. So if your uh, Switch gets, like, freaking devoured by a polar bear, because that happens to everybody, we all know, um, it's going to happen to you one day. I'm sorry to... I'm sorry to break it down to you. I'm sorry to break break hearts, but everybody's gonna get get mom by polar bear. It's it's a it's a fact. It's you can read the data, look on Google. It's the facts are there, right? It's like thunder. Well, even worse, polar bears are gonna be more more popular than thunder, you know. So yeah accept it <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah so all in all a pretty interesting um update it seems i think also dreams you can visit people in dreams which is weird uh which i guess that's one factor i, I never i never actually understood how the dream mechanic worked i thought i was only able to do it once but wasn't quite sure how, how i was able to do it i assumed you just do it when you go to sleep at night, like if you go to sleep within the time frame of like, you know, general uh, standard nighttime for most people, like 10 to whatever that, you know, you could then dream, whatever, something like that. But 
Uh, it's very vague how it seems to work. I don't, I'd have to research it, I guess, but apparently you can visit people in your dreams, which is kind of creepy to some extent. I, I think there's something about that just seems weird. Like you're violating somebody's mind when they're not, they're not conscious, you know, I don't know. feels like it's going in that territory. Also, but I mean, it's cute. <laughs> Santa crossing is cute. So, I mean, it's okay. Right. I guess. Uh, keeping in line with updates, Sekiro Shadow Die Twice. Uh, it's getting an update. Update as of uh or planned for um October October twenty ninth, where it's actually a pretty hefty update. Uh, there's gonna be a boss rush mode. Where, you know, <laughs> if playing the whole game wasn't frustrating enough, you can, uh, you know, fight all these hard ass bosses in succession and um, potentially break your controller and TV and all related equipment. Uh, you also get one life, by the way. So you beat the first boss. Good. Beat the second boss. All right. Good on you. Uh, die on the third. Uh, well, tough luck, buddy. You have to start all over again going by what they're saying so ah, i'm all right i'm okay uh sakiro gave me enough of an aneurysm after i beat it i was like you know what i'm done <laughs> i'm done i'm done with it um yeah yeah the only game dark souls related game i think i've beat beaten multiple times has to have been bloodborne um yeah, that's the only one I legitimately beat. I, I can't even say legitimately. It was a cool ass exploit that like lets you rank up super fast. So I was like, before they patched it out, I was actually that actually encouraged me to keep playing it. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, in addition to that, I think there's a couple new costumes. A really dope, uh, like uh, Tengu one was uh, that I saw in some of the screenshots was pretty cool. Um, and then there's also a messaging system, I believe, kind of similar to Dark Souls, where I think, you know, you'd see recordings of people, you know, <laughs> people just getting straight obliterated and like, oh, oh God, hope that isn't me. And then it ends up being you as always, as in all Dark Souls, Soulsborne, Soulsborne Sekiro games. Um, yeah, kind of makes you wonder why they didn't have it at launch i guess they they ran into issues with it or something but um pretty cool um yeah i don't know if that will warrant me coming back to like play it all over again but pretty cool for the fans that uh that love this game it's a great game but it's one of those just very stressful experiences and that after you're finally done whew, done don't really feel like Going through all that over again. <laughs> but cool stuff either way. Good to see support, well, I guess, for the game of the year, um, which I think that's also a thing. The game of the year edition is uh, coming out, I think, around the same time, I want to say. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, hardcore masochist fans that want to prove that they're a legitimate gamer by beating this game, which... I have to say I am guilty of that very much.
I am. I'm guilty, Your Honor. In other news, um, Resident Evil 8. This game that is keeps on giving. Um, apparently, there's been some more leaks, rumors, uh, with another supposed playtest that uh, took place. Um, I don't know why Resident Evil didn't give me another invite. You know, I gave them my legitimate input last playtest. I guess they was like, you know what? He's uh he's spitting that truth. We don't want him to come back. So it's cool. It's all right, Resident Evil. I mean, I'm like one of your biggest fans, but okay. It's fine. Just be like that. Just be like that. Either way. Um so uh it's a lot of actually a lot of information they uh has been supposedly leaked. I don't want to get in too much of it. But uh, at least regarding the playtest segment, it seems like it's it's definitely different from the playtest. At least I, I got to experience myself that this one, I think they said takes place in the mansion, which was hinted at in like the the um, trailer of the recent one at the PS5 event. Um, They talked about it being on PS4 Pro, the demo they played, but they did say that um, it was. I guess it wasn't solidly confirmed, but at least in terms of all the promotional material for RE8, it seems like that game is going to be um, going to be only next gen, but it may potentially be released um, previous gen after next gen is, comes out, which I would I, I would assume that that's that's definitely happened a lot for a lot of games that that have come out you know, they don't want to neglect that established, huge established player base anyway, you know, for especially for people waiting, going to hold it, that are going to hold out on getting the PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X. So, um, all in all, interesting. Uh, they, they go in a little bit too spoilery stuff, which I don't even feel comfortable talking about myself or even really looking at this, but just the straight details of a boss fight, which is like, uh, I mean, that's the appeal of a boss fight. You want to figure out how to defeat it. So, uh, but there was apparently a boss fight in the game. I'm guessing one of those like witches. I'm not sure. Or vampires. Witch vampires, bitches. Uh, bitches. Bring that term. Somebody, somebody in very weird um, making their new comic bitches. Moving on. Um, yeah, they're talking about some details of the playtest. Featured a handgun, shotgun, which I think I got. Yeah, I got a shotgun in the previous playtest. Um, unbreakable knife, which I got as well. Uh, what's interesting that uh, at least was in the, in the previous playtest I was in was uh, temporary melee weapons like an axe. That can be broken off in a few hits. I don't even think you can do that in RE7. So cool, uh, somewhat little subtle callback to one of the best multiplayer games of all time, Resident Evil Outbreak, where you could do just that uh, using melee weapons, which was actually pretty pretty nicely implemented. It was pretty fair, pretty reasonable. wasn't necessarily broken unless you had some characters that could exploit that. Um, but, you know, it had like a... 
uh, what's the term uh, durability where, you know, you, you like use it like maybe four or five, six times. And after that, then, you know, it, uh, basically is not useful anymore. And then you can like throw it after or something like that. So pretty cool. That's a pretty interesting aspect that, uh, I would like to see more of, um, switch things up a, uh, a bit. Uh, inventory. I know this was a big win for a lot of people, including myself, in terms of like, are they actually going to go the RE4 route and implement the attache case from um, from RE4? Um, they said the inventory seems to have been back to the RE2-3 remake, which is somewhat of a, I guess, nerfed for at a shake case thing, which technically makes a lot of sense considering RE4 is more action-y than survival horror-y. So, I mean, if that's the trade-off, I totally understand that if that is actually the uh, case there. Uh, Mysterious Old Woman. This is pretty interesting. So, um, apparently the old woman that's seen in the trailer is apparently gonna be the uh merchant so what are you buying stranger uh i'm curious i hope she has a very you know i guess resonating uh distinct uh you know one <laughs> dialogue i guess uh in terms of purchasing stuff if this is true um yeah they're saying she's not the enemy uh has many goods to sell and rumors to share so I'm guessing, yeah, selling stuff like the merchant, maybe you could pay some money to get like a hint about like, you know, some enemies uh, in the environment, maybe some of their weaknesses, uh, things like that, maybe hidden like spots with treasure or things like that. I would assume would be pretty, pretty damn awesome if if true. Um, yeah, I'm down for that. It, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily directly rip off RE4, but, you know, definitely comes from a good place in terms of trying to bring some familiarity and also trying to blend uh, what RE4 did, but making a little bit more intense and more horror-esque where there is more fear, survival, more uh, consideration about like, you know, conserving conservation in terms of like ammo and, uh, you know, health resources, stuff like that. So. Definitely liking what I heard about that. Um, yeah, all in all, those, those are really the big highlights without uh, spoiling it. I forgot, uh, VR. So I know we, I think I somewhat talked about it's likely going to be VR, but at least it's kind of good. We have somewhat of a more further established uh, semi-confirmation um, that VR is likely to happen, but they won't make that announcement until Sony's ready. So, yeah, from at least the demo I played, it was all in first person like RE7. So it's pretty, I'd say it's pretty um, likely that it's going to be uh, VR since I know that was actually a big selling point for PSVR for a lot of people. Um, still kind of messed up, though. I know they said uh, RE7 PSVR was going to be timed exclusivity and then eventually roll out to like steam steam and um uh all the other you know uh relevant 
uh, VR software, hardware, software slash hardware, uh, which is weird. Maybe there's somebody that modded that in or something. Who knows? Um, but all in all, pretty good. Uh, I still, yeah, I still got to one still got to get into PSVR. Yeah. If anything, I would where I would dabble into into VR, probably be PS. PS4, maybe PS5 first, depending on how they take care of it. They said, they said, uh, the original PSVR is going to be backwards compatible to the PSV, PS5, I believe. So could be a possibility. Um, but I mean, it's like at that point, I'm just going to wait out and, you know, maybe get PSVR2, whatever that ends up being. Um, yeah. So, Pretty, pretty reasonable uh, details. And I think we don't have too long until we find out when. Uh, or I think uh, they said that they're going to have an event in uh, August or like some more in-depth trailer or information regarding RE8 to be a uh, pretty, pretty uh, good uh, in terms of finding more information about this game. Uh, as a whole, uh, but overall, I have to say, as somebody that's not pretty against RE, RE uh, being first person, I'm definitely uh, intrigued and interested in uh, seeing more about this game, uh, you know, outside of just playing the damn game. But 2021, supposedly, it's going to be the release date. So, moving on. Just what in the hell in the mess and God's name news. Um, Konami, you know, one of the best companies ever currently right now, right? You know, they, they gave you the hits like Metal Gear Survive, you know, hey, it's great. Gave you a gave you Metal Gear Solid 5, which, you know, they took a very good part in, uh, you know, Totally, uh, really, um, butcher in the hell out of that game. Um, you know, against Ko- 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 Kojima's efforts to, uh, make that game fully fleshed in another masterpiece, but, uh, some people, uh, didn't want that. So, you know, uh, yeah, you guys know him, right? Um, oh, yeah, they, they, uh, they make Pachinko machines using all of, uh, the very uh, established IPs that people actually want uh, sequels and games to, uh, you know, uh, you guys remember the Silent Hill Pachinko machine? Uh, I know we all do, right? Great. Love it. I love it. You love it, right? Uh, you know, they, they canceled one of the most anticipated games of all time. I think one of the uh, highest downloaded demos of all time, uh, PT. Uh, which ended up being Silent Hills. Uh, but uh, sucks for you because we're not going to get that game now because, you know, Konami uh, can't play nice and canceled it. So, you know, yeah, Konami, right? <laughs> so uh, they are making a uh, PCs, pre-built PCs, Konami is making pre-built PCs. 
just want to let that sink in. Rebuild ECs. Konami. So yeah, um, Konami's doing great, y'all. Uh, and then other things that like freaking the PCs are at least spec wise are one trash and two, uh, at least for even the better ones, they're ridiculously priced and, you know, you could get better prices from other way more reputable established, uh, pre-built PC, uh, seller. So yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they got, they got, they got pre-orders. Then they then then they're gonna use the the horrible corny uh atrocious uh, advertising up up down down left right left right ba to enter the bios i don't think i will konami i don't think i will not at all no i'm not interested at this all no no thank you move it on <laughs> um and pretty cool uh game and media related news um splinter cell is actually getting an anim anime adaptation on netflix and the producer is actually uh the uh the creator of john wick um derek colstad it's writer and, and executive producer. <laughs> I could say words. Writer and executive producer. Um, yeah. So interesting is really the biggest thing here. I mean, you don't really associate Splinter Cell with anime, considering how super realistic it is uh, in general, in terms of its themes and things like that where it seems to somewhat, you know, stick close to world current, current events, stuff like that. So, um, super weird that this is, uh, this is happening. Splinter. So anime. Yeah. I would never be able to guess that in a million years or if somebody like put that in there, guess uh, all these things that are going to happen in, uh, you know, uh, 2020, um, I mean, <laughs> of other bigger things. Yeah, this is one I definitely wouldn't anticipate. But I mean, got John Wick, guy who's been closely involved in John Wick. So I mean, John Wick was good. So I mean, uh, the potential's there, if anything. Um, I just I'm very curious about the art style and how that's actually gonna be portrayed because I feel like to somewhat real in fans of Splinter Cell, uh, include myself. Um, I feel like the art style would need to somewhat hint at a realistic, uh, some realistic undertones in the design, if that makes sense. So not as like, I guess, abstract, but more somewhat of a balance between abstract and, and, um, concrete where, you know, it's not as outlandish or whatever. I guess my imagination is going crazy in terms of animation form of Splinter Cell. It might be super realistic, but just in anime form, but it's hard to fathom what that could be Consider we have not seen anything yet of it, but I'm interested as a Splinter Cell fan. I'm definitely interested in giving it a, sh give it a shot. 
Uh, I mean, we could use a game, though. I mean, Splinter Cell being involved in, like, Ghost Recon DLC and, like, this mobile game, but we're not, we've yet to see a actual full-blown um, new IP. But who knows? Might might hear some stuff in this, uh, I think, this supposed next this Xbox event in August, maybe. Maybe Ubisoft might have something under their sleeve uh, closer to holiday. Um, clock is ticking, but, you know, and then, of course, COVID, but who knows? Um, but, yeah, all in all, pretty, pretty good stuff, I have to say. I have to admit. Um, so, yeah, that covers all the news for this week that I found relevant. Uh, let's get into some um, some of them games I've been up to. So, Tsushima. Um, that game was great. Uh, probably put since last episode. Probably put like a good twenty-ish hours into it. Want to say? Um, been doing a lot of the side stuff, which has been actually been really fulfilling and great. Uh, you actually get a lot of really uh, useful, uh, helpful abilities and skills and stuff that uh, definitely helps you in combat a lot, which I'm really liking. The combat overall feels really good. I do also have to say, at least from watching the trailers and previews, I was under the impression that the game would really like make you go between combat and stealth a lot, which was kind of a little off-putting, but it, I, I do like that um, it kind of somewhat goes the 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 Metal Gear Solid slash, I guess, Last of Us route where, you know, it's going to be somewhat a little bit more difficult if you don't go stealth, but you can actually go non-stealth for a lot of the game um, if you choose. Which uh, that's definitely what I've been doing. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, do you want to go quiet or loud? I'm about to go loud. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, bitch. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give me a choice, I'm going gun blazing. I'm just saying. These guns about to come out. You know, I got this mini gun, mini gun in my pocket. It's, it's about to get revealed. <laughs> it's about to get revealed. But, um, yeah, so really loving the combat, loving the uh, progression, like getting skills and earning skills seems to be pretty solid, pretty sound. Um, yeah, um, I guess one thing that I guess I'm a little concerned about is that the game definitely seems to give you a message or theme that um, going stealth and being a coward and killing, killing people. Uh, without them being able to put up a fight is frowned upon, at least according to um, in the story, uh, Jin's uncle, the main character. Um, he definitely is like uh, a couple of times, like I think maybe I stealth killed somebody for the first time, but I was like forced to do it. So they gave me a cutscene like, you know, oh, Jin, stealth is not the way to go. We do not do stealth. Stealth is for cowards. But then it's like you're forcing me to do missions where I'm forced to do stealth, 
where if I don't do stealth, I'll fail the mission. So it's like, what am I, what am I supposed to do here? So that's, that's, if anything, one of the gripes I have with the game, uh, with that kind of mixed messaging or more or less contradictory messaging, where it's like, okay, if you tell me not to be stealthy, then don't force me to be stealthy from a gameplay perspective is um just one gripe I've kind of at least noticed so far. And it feels like there's like story related ramifications of that where I'm assuming or suspecting that if you, if you play the game, uh, like, like I guess say stealthily the whole entire game, or I guess, um, my, my suspicion, I don't know if fully, I know they said there are multiple endings. So my suspicion is that if you go stealthy too much or a lot, or um, maybe there's some definitive limit or threshold that if you surpass it, you're ultimate, you're automatically in a, like a bad ending or something that, um, you know, that's what will happen. You'll get like a horrible ending or atrocious ending or Jen uh, became to be the biggest coward of all, never stood stood face to face with his his enemies and lived a horrible, atrocious life being this coward. Because you were a coward and you were a coward for being stealthy in this whole game. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I assume will happen. <laughs> Basically, I tell you, you're a damn coward because you can't stand up and fight people face to face or something. I don't know. Just a suspicion. Not sure. Not sure how how or what the uh, determining factor is for that. So would love to know it though. But I mean, the game definitely seems to hint that that is the case, that if I keep going stealth, you will uh, get a bad, a worse ending, I feel like. So I'm about to be slicing these dudes up. Just saying. And I mean, I know I mentioned it last episode, but damn, 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 no, uh, no good times. But, you know, shouts out to good times. Um, This game looks so damn good, man. It really does. And it's crazy. It's crazy. This really does feel like a next gen game before next gen, uh, especially with the low times. It's still mind blowing how. uh how crazy the load times for this game is like, basically if I want to fast travel, which you'll most likely do a lot, which I've been doing definitely a lot. If you want to go to another location, you will, uh, hit fast travel literally under like five seconds. I shit you not. Uh, you load into whatever area I did notice the, the, the longer the distance you fast travel, the slightly longer it is, but pretty much generally it's like, max five, maybe six seconds um, so far for me. Um, I'm not sure if there's a whole different world continent or like map, but from the open world I've been playing so far, the 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 fast travel is like immaculate. It's crazy. It's, it's probably the fastest loading times I've experienced in this generation, I'd say. I think that's a pretty... That's a pretty sound, sound statement. I'd say it's no game I've ever like realized like, oh, damn, that game loaded quick. But this game literally and I guess also considering all the 
dynamics coming into play with this game is uh, adding to that as well. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, that game is this game is great, beautiful. Loving the customization options. I'm just I'm just going going crazy playing a little bit of a uh, a little bit of uh, Susima fashion. Well, I was gonna say fashion hunter, but that's for another game which we'll talk about. Which I guess we should. Um, yeah, all in all, thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, been been uh yeah, I totally just devoured into it uh, the past weekend and. Been been enjoying like almost every moment of it, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sticking on the term of fashion hunter, uh, actually uh, got got into monster back into monster hunter uh, recently. Um, man, this damn game. So, <laughs> so uh, been it mind you, it's been a while since so I played monster hunter. Um, and apparently this new monster came out called uh, Alatrion. Uh, I, I'm pretty certain it, it was in a, it was definitely in the previous Monster Hunters. I think it's always been the flagship end game monster that I think, uh, no, I'm thinking of Fatalis, the one that uh, you always face at level 100 rank in most of the Monster Hunters. But uh, for this in uh, Monster Hunter uh, Alatrion, um, I uh, definitely uh, definitely overestimated my uh, capabilities with this monster, but for the wrong reasons, I'd say. For the wrong reasons. How's going, she? With a Bayame? Yes. Monsters. Crazy. Um, totally underestimated this monster. Um, he is hard as hell. Oh, Tokyo. Nice. Nice. <laughs> what time is it? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he is like ridiculously hard. And uh, I, I read about some of the controversies like on the reset era and stuff where apparently there's just a controversy that he was really ridiculously too hard. Um, and it uh, it was super weird. Uh, totally safe. Totally safe. So welcome in environment chief. Um, yeah, it was a totally weird um kind of uh I don't even know how to describe it, like a weird limiter, uh somewhat of a time a time limit for like killing a monster, essentially. Where basically if you if you um don't do certain requirements in the boss battle and like basically meet that threshold. Uh, so at least in the case of Latrion, if you is very intricate as well, which, you know, for somebody that's not really versed on it, it's going to be insanely hard until you like figure it out, which it takes a lot of time to figure out. So you have to compensate for this monster that like, which is, to different uh, forms. So at least, in, for example, in terms of uh, the quest we did, Latrion starts in starts in ice, goes in a dragon, and then goes into fire. Uh, but there's a lot of intricacies to that. So like, 
you essentially, if they're, if he starts in, I think it was the other way around. I think he starts in fire, goes in a dragon and goes in ice. And if he, um, if you don't meet certain requirements, he will get out of that. And then you'll be stuck with fighting an element that you're not prepared for. And then in turn, you basically lose, um, you're at a huge disadvantage and likely to lose and die because he has this one like super uber death attack that basically will kill you in like one hit. If you don't meet those requirements, which at least, at least at first I was thinking, uh, uh, it's okay. It's not horrible. I mean, it's okay. But after playing like literally, uh, 10 hours, fighting this damn boss literally like 10 hours me and uh, my friends were playing and uh and and not somewhat getting somewhere but at the same time not getting any not getting nowhere i definitely understand the controversy surrounding the boss now where it is very uh it, i understand the gimmicky feel of it where it's like Welp, if you don't meet this requirement, it's pretty much you're done. Uh, game over, really. Um, which I'm 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 indifferent about because it's like I see both sides where if you do it it somewhat enforces you to make sure all your equipment, um equipment, abilities, weapons, armor are at the tip top of their shape. And if they're not, then you're gonna have a really ridiculously hard time. But if you prepare uh, properly, you may or more than likely will succeed. Um, So, I mean, if you look at it that way, it's like I understand. And this is an endgame boss, DLC boss that was added after the game. Um, So I do see that. But at the same time, yeah, I am kind of indifferent about it, where it's like on the other side, I do see like how kind of... uh, messed up and yeah straight up gimmicky and punishing it is for people who maybe aren't as versed in a monster hunter as some of like uh the more seasoned people who play like monster hunter since at least me i played started playing since freedom unite on the psp and been playing it ever since um yeah so uh it, it, i feel very indifferent about it very indifferent but i get it but I don't get it, but I get it. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What up, Chi Sotonaka? How's it going? Trans girls are fine. They are great. Uh, we all need to be together. You know, we all need to be together. You know, um, so yeah, so that's my, my feelings on Monster Hunter World. So <laughs> after getting our asses handed to us, uh, multiple times, um, uh, oh, man, we was like four, three, four PM, to like five at night, just getting asses whipped by this damn monster consistently, not getting any money. <laughs> so no money to be gained, losing all our resources of what we created. It is just, 
It is just horrible, man. Uh, it is horrible. Um, nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it at all. Did get some pickups from the from the from the fight, but that's it. That is it. No money. Hugely de- depleted resources and nothing. Nothing after that. Um, I'm a little salty about that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm speaking from saltiness. The sodium levels uh, are speaking right now. Anyway, uh, outside of that, I've been uh, trying to do some guiding lands, trying to um, uh, basically uh, get stronger, get better. Uh, I feel like should be like some montage of of a uh, of a uh, character improving to try and fight this damn monster, which I am doing. I'm preparing. I'm getting buffer. I'm getting get stronger, get smarter finally defeat this bitch this damn Alatrion um all intents and purposes uh fuck this damn monster cause he's ridiculous ugh I get it I, I totally get the controversy with this monster and monster hunter uh I get it <laughs> and I jokingly was in a, in a thread with my friends I was saying like yeah I mean I'm gonna hit it in one hit I mean first try we're gonna do this and <laughs> 10 hours later oh boy it didn't it did not work out at all no no he's he's a little strong <laughs> I was like after the first boss uh first fight when I'm like uh he's a little he's a little tough he's a little he's a little tough <laughs> like what 50 60 uh 40 times after uh man yeah he is uh he's little he's very hard <laughs> he's very hard so I did this to myself essentially uh, but outside of that, uh, Animal Crossing, um, uh, got my money, you know, uh, some, some great people. I do recommend for people that, um, are trying to, um, get turnips and stuff in Animal Crossing that they use the AC fan app. That's been great for me. I was trying like the Reddit, Animal Crossing Reddit and, um, discord group but that never really seemed to work it always seemed to be like i'll like go on there and i'm like hey yeah uh uh can i join your uh village to buy or whatever and then it's like oh i'm sorry it's uh over so uh uh selling's over and i'm like oh damn it uh but i like the system with this uh ac fan app uh it's on ios i'm pretty sure it's on uh android but basically it it um will It'll basically have it has a queue system. So pretty much you uh, sign up to join in a queue. Uh, you um, when when the the area is available uh, for the person that's hosting for whatever item and you don't just have to go for turnips. You can go for uh, specific items, specific villagers, various other random items and other, you know, miscellaneous stuff that you need. Uh, highly recommend this app. It's been very consistent so far. If you're in a need to sell turnips at a profit, I do recommend it. Uh, but I mean, outside of that, in terms of the, I guess, thrill of the stock market, uh, really hasn't been much. I've, um, been doing animal crossing. I'm, I'm letting my weeds grow. I'm not even, not even making anything new. I guess I'm like in this weird phase where I just want to make substantial progress to the point where I can freely do a lot of stuff without 
it being a lot of time wasted doing it in between, if that makes makes sense. So, um, yeah. Um, and technically, I think I beat the game, too. Um, uh, I know you get to a point where basically you you have to what is it? You have to uh, get your village rating up to, I think, at least three stars. That's all I needed to get um, a KK slider to come through to the village. Uh, bless our village with with his uh, tremendous voice and beats. And uh, I understand why he's a legend now, because he just got that just got that oomph, to him, you know, he, that's why he's selling all these records. He's like, KK Slider is the Drake of Animal Crossing. <laughs> I stand by that statement. <laughs> He's a phenomenon now. So um, he came to the village, uh, basically did his rendition of the main Animal Crossing theme, and the credits were rolling. I, you know, I partially felt like fulfilled. I was like, oh, that's kind of really, I'm pretty much good on Animal Crossing now. Um, so I don't know. I may probably take a break from it for, for now. I put, I got like 3 million now from like, uh, from the stock market. So I don't know. I'm feeling like I'm at a point where I kind of want to take a break from the game. Um, just because it's, it's like not demanding, but it is demanding at the same time where it's like, oh, damn it. Sunday, I got to stay up because I won't wake up in time to, to, uh, buy uh tournaments from from uh i think her name is may uh daisy may and then uh oh i gotta make sure i gotta sell it before before uh sunday and you know then i gotta manage to try and get somebody to um to sell with a higher price and stuff like that i don't know it was really appealing at first but i don't know it's starting to it started to get in the way of other games that I'm trying to focus on, like um, Ghost of Tsushima. And um, I guess that's really it. Probably Deadly Premonition after that. But that's definitely been on the back burner since um, this game came out. But um, yeah. Then probably, well, very recent. Uh, it came out last night. Gundam Extreme versus Boost. Max on. Max on. I don't know why I need to emphasize. I just wanted to do that. Um, initially playing the game so far, uh, I guess the best way to compare it, not compare it or associate it, is like it's like a fighting game, essentially like a fighting game, but um, in the Gundam universe. But it's kind of a, an extension of Virtual On, but with Gundam, I guess for people that maybe don't get it that way um well yeah it's just a lot of conservation uh movement choices but i guess yeah it's kind of like arena fighter virtual on and a fight game that's kind of at least uh what comes to mind when i think of it initially uh but you know been playing it with my friends i mean really they've been the biggest proponents of me playing it otherwise i probably wouldn't have jumped into it but i do have to admit it is pretty fun it has its moments Played it a couple times in, in other, you know, avenues and some of the previous games. Um, but yeah, overall, at least from a crazy PlayStation play session last night, 
It's pretty damn fun. Um, it's it's a lot of damn Gundams to learn and, and uh, understand their mechanics and stuff like that. Uh, but overall, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I do love the custom soundtracks, too, because uh, that was one thing I didn't even know it had. But I'm, I'm really tempted to kind of play play around with some some uh some other soundtracks uh you know to kind of get a little bit more enjoyment out of the game because i always feel like custom soundtracks is the is one of the best things ever is in uh ever in games uh shouts out to xbox at least for pioneering that and then playstation kind of following suit eventually after um but yeah so all in all pretty much what i've been up to gaming wise still haven't watched Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. I have it. Haven't watched it yet. Plan to at some point. Um, but outside of that, yeah, mainly uh, YouTube tutorial videos on how to beat this damn Alatrion monster that's been kicking my ass consistently with reckless abandon uh, and, and, and won't let me breathe. Um, it hurts. It hurts every time. So, yeah. But all in all, I think that will conclude episode 66 of Switches Sites. Um, if you uh, like this podcast, uh, definitely appreciate any support on uh, your particular podcasting platforms. Uh, if you could like, rate, or subscribe, uh, definitely uh, appreciate it. Help a ton. Um, if you would like to watch the show live, get shouts out, whatever, uh, feel free to catch me on Twitch TV slash a switch where I do, uh, record this live every Thursday, ideally four to five, but that generally never happens. So at least lately it's been like seven, seven to eight, eight thirty ish. Um, so, um, there's that. You can also catch uh, these podcasts on VOD uh, on um, YouTube.com slash a switch since Twitch uh, just removes them after 30 days. I think 60 because I'm um, prime. Um, Yeah. Uh, Outside of that, uh, at least um, I shout out one of my my buddies, uh, the game basement, uh, if you can. Uh, go ahead and follow the man. Um, he's a pretty awesome. Um, I'm not going to give him that much credit because he's going to let that get to his head, but uh, he's pretty awesome, cool, down-to-earth guy. Uh, plays a lot of uh, interesting interesting games. Uh, pretty, I'm, I'm not going to give him that much credit. He's pretty, pretty okay fight game player. I don't like to admit anything more than that because, that, again, will get to his head. But the game basement, uh, go ahead and follow him on Twitch. Um, yeah. So outside of that guys, um, yeah, who knows may the bug is starting to starting to come for me to actually start streaming games again. Now, uh, actually helping other people out and kind of starting to get that itch now. So who knows sometimes over this weekend may see, may see some outbreak, may see some resistance. I might want to play resistance now because they keep updating this game over Resident Evil 3 
when that game needs some damn updates. I'm sick of it, Capcom, all right? Just stop it. RE3 is, in, in, is hurting right now. Please, please update, support that game. Come on, Capcom. All right. <laughs> so I'll probably... <laughs> I'm probably going to hate play. I don't know if that's a thing. That's probably a thing. Hate play resistance and then hate play resistance and then play outbreak because that's a better, uh, better Resident Evil multiplayer game on all fronts, facets and front ends. Right. Um, yeah, guys. So that'll conclude. Uh, episode 66 of Switch's Sights. Um, don't cough. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Get your game on. Aw, yeah. Nobody's safe.